Uh, we made it to Friday. What a week. What a week. But uh, we are here. JP Plant, Wes Duncan, TSL. That is TriStar Sports Live. And it is presented by our great friends at Parks Motor Sales. Wes, happy Friday. Um, this is one of those weeks where Friday could not come sooner. What a... What an interesting and uh, tumultuous week, but uh, we made it to Friday, and that means the weekend is uh, upon us, and that means we've got some good football coming up, too, which uh, we're going to talk about. Absolutely. You know, and and we survived the snowstorm from last night, you know, and everything. I mean, uh, everything's all good. I mean, it'd only be better if I was Jim Harbaugh. Can you believe? (laughs) Yeah, how about that? I I didn't see that one coming. Well, you know, it's an absolute shocker. I mean, I think they were at the point where he is a Michigan guy. Uh, where would you go from there? And he signed a four-year deal today, which is very shocking. I mean, I don't think nobody saw this coming. Actually, we thought the, the complete opposite. Um, but I do have some other news about uh, what we talked about yesterday. If we want to expand on it a little bit more of what's going on on the Hill and I know we're talking about Knoxville. Yeah, the yeah Rocky Top. Um, yeah, an article uh, on footballscoop.com, John Bryce, a uh, friend of the station, um, inside the turmoil on Rocky Top. So, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff going on, and this thing um, feels like it is, uh, <laughs> it is gaining a lot of momentum towards yeah, the, and- the exit of, uh, of Jeremy Pruitt. And here's the thing, you know, it was confirmed yesterday that the university had hired a top-notch an attorney who usually helps out programs uh, when they're brought up against NCAA violations. But it wasn't the athletic program that hired him. It was the university. And they're taking it from the approach of how can they can get out of the buyout probably and and so forth. But the angle that I wanted to tell you about today is uh, the reports saying this is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, There is another program involved in this as well, JP. And they're saying that in the terms that was said in the article, sloppy, uh, and I'm referring to Georgia, they said George. They're going to Georgia next because there may be some pay-to-play infractions there. What What is it about Tennessee that's leading them to Georgia? You said is there a connection? Yeah, one of the recruits. You know, here's okay. the thing. You know, okay. all of this is based on recruits and the recruitment, and one of the guys that um, that I'm talking about, he had. Georgia and Tennessee at top of his list, and the guy had uh, the guy had an Instagram page going on, and I guess you can call it what you want to now. They call them handlers, but one of his handlers we call them agents in the sports <laughs> world. But uh, the handler for this young man was taking up money monetary donations on his Instagram. Mm. And he decided to go to Georgia. So interesting. That's very, it's about to get rocky now. I mean, and this could shake the SEC and recruiting. No pun intended, right? 
Yeah, no pun intended. So keep a close eye on that. You know. uh, well, you know, you never want to see any program go through this, even as a, a rival. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a Vandy fan, so uh, I guess we claim Tennessee is one of our biggest, if not our biggest rival. Uh, right. But you don't want to see this happening to anybody. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, we we talked a lot. Of, uh, Joe Rexroad joined SMTN today um, earlier and talked about this program and and the the thought to the point was made that, you know, if you go through a full, if, if you make a change now, it'll be a quick and stopgap type of hire more than likely right. because of the timing. Doesn't mean that you can't get the right guy, but odds are there's going to be pressure to make a, a hire uh, quicker than not because of, you know, recruiting and, and everything else that's going on. Uh, as opposed to a full, in-depth, um, you know, making sure that uh, uh, you do your due diligence um, in a regular area. So, uh, but it, you know, the idea or the perception from outside coaches that the administration, well, one, it is, it has not been um, very supportive of their athletics, or has not been done in a very professional manner. Uh, there have been some issues from the administration top down. Uh, and also now, perhaps, at least the perception is in some circles, looking at this coaching job that, you know, the administration, they're trying to find ways to get out of a buyout or negotiate a lower buyout by finding some uh, issues or some, you know, some rules that are broken. It, it's not a good look right now. And, you know, while Tennessee is a good job, a top fifteen in the country, more than likely, uh, it is. You know, if you're, if they come seeking you, you're going to have to have some assurances on some things, in my opinion. Absolutely, and and you know, like you said, this does give the program a black eye for wanting to. You know, if you're a coach, a prospective coach, you're going to go, well, wait a minute. I thought this was their guy. Everybody was excited. Now they're looking for ways to get rid of him. So if they're going to do it to him, what, what's, you know, yeah. what would they do to me? Um, and also, too, I think, you know, when, when the university brings in a, a lawyer that usually goes against the NCAA and he bring, they bring him in to try to, flip the script on you, so to speak. I think that's the writing on the wall. So, you know, I, I, I don't know what the next move is. I don't know if Pruitt's just waiting it out. Um, I don't know, JP. If I, I mean, if he obviously knows that there's something there and they want him out, you know, uh, let him buy me out. I've said this all along. You know, being a coach – I'll take fifteen million and go to the house every day. Uh, it, yeah, there's something to be said for that, uh, of course. Uh, so, point of, of all of this is it is a uh, uh, a daily uh, saga, I guess, and the story is has yet to be told completely. More to come as uh, as for we sure. as we move on. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Obviously, we'll be keeping a close eye on that. Um, and uh, you can hear Tennessee basketball and football, of course, right uh, on their sister station, 103.7 WKRM throughout the year. 
Uh, so uh, we have obviously close ties to the University of Tennessee, have for many, many years. And JP, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just don't want people to think I'm just making this stuff on the fly. But that uh, <laughs> where I got my information was from uh, Dan Patrick. You know, according to Dan Patrick and his podcast, you know, um, Georgia has come out up on front of this and uh, on Dog Nation and has attacked this. It says while we do not comment on Al. On allegations, NCAA investigations at other institutes, we have no information to suggest there's any val- validity in the reports regarding our football program. Um, so they're trying to, you know, deflect, deflect, deflect. And Dan Patrick says that he's heard from multiple sources that Tennessee will face a serious, serious NCAA investigation and that Georgia is next. Mm. So, well, you, you talk about a source. Uh, uh, for in in my mind, Dan Patrick is about as high as it gets. Right um, for me. Um, all right, so yeah, it's it's not just speculation. There's a lot of a lot of meat to. Uh, yeah, we're to coming in hot today. We're coming in hot. <laughs> Happy Friday. Uh, yeah. We're not we're not uh, just sliding into the weekend. We're going to dive head first into it for sure. Uh, speaking of the weekend, uh, we've got some uh, high school. Uh, basketball going on tonight. Of course, always subject to change in the world of COVID. But here's uh, what we got on tap. You can uh, find uh, the full schedule on sm-tnsports.com. Don't forget to tune in weekdays uh, 9 to 11, and you can hear the SMTN rundown. Here's what we got tonight. Grace Christian is at Columbia Academy. Also, Lincoln County at Columbia Central. You can hear that game uh, coming up at the top of the hour. Just shy of the top of the hour, 103.7 to be KRM. Uh, Barry Duke, Brandon LeVere on the call for that one. Mount Pleasant uh, is at Hampshire tonight. Perry County at Summertown. That's a nice little um, single-A basketball rivalry. Yeah, uh, historic got, game. Yep, yeah, Richland sure. at Santa Fe tonight. Kolioka hosting Riverside Christian. Spring Hills at Page. And Summit at Independence. And I believe Mike uh, Epley will be on the call tonight. Immediately following us. Actually, we'll uh, hop off uh, a couple minutes early so we can slide over up to um, South Wilco uh, for Summit at Independence. Nice little rivalry there. Uh, That'd be a good Epley. game. Yeah, Mike Epley on the call tonight for that. Got a little wrestling uh, happened uh, this afternoon as well. Uh, got a game uh, scheduled for Saturday. Uh, Zion Christian is at Middle Tennessee Christian tomorrow at 4.30. So that's what we got as of right now. And as always, <laughs> subject to change in the world of COVID. Um, I just want to know, did you watch the College Football Awards show A.K.A. the Alabama Showcase last night. I did not. I did not. Alabama picked up. I mean, it was unreal, the awards. that, And it was was pretty cool to watch. You had, um, you know, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Alex Leatherwood, and the center, Landon Dickerson, uh, who was all honored for winning top uh, for their positions. And then, of course, Devontae Smith, uh, the first Heisman winner since 91, Player of the Year, all these awards. We'll talk about it when we come back. What about that? Yep, sounds good to me. Um, Yeah, Alabama, and rightfully so, 
they got a big game coming up Monday night. You'll hear it right here on the BKOM. TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales. Off and running on this Friday night. JP and West will be back after this. Bruno, come on. It's Friday. That's a Friday song if I've ever heard one. For I'll sure, go, man. I'll go back I'm TSL. Ja, <laughs> I'm gyrating these hips in the seat right now. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, JP and Wes hanging out with you. TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales. Happy Friday, everybody. Oh, man. I hope, uh, hope some of you got to enjoy a little snow. You you were telling me before we got started, you, uh, you took a little road trip today to see some of that... Uh, a uh, nice little winter wonderland, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You know, my kids, you know, they, they wanted to get out and play. And, of course, it was just it had turned into mush and rain, <laughs> you know, just here. So uh, me and my wife was like, hey, let's go check out, you know, down around on 43, down towards Summertown. Because they said they got four inches. And, brother, they did. I yeah. mean, it was unbelievable. And kids got to get out and make them a snowman. Uh and it was it was good, you know, a little too cold for me. But <laughs> well, it uh, yeah, it was that kind of day. But uh, it is the weekend, and uh, of course, the NFL games uh, super wild card weekend. That's what it's called, super wild card weekend, because we have uh, double triple headers: one on Saturday, one on Sunday. The Titans, of course, playing the Ravens. We will certainly dive into that in our final segment, but. Um, a little college football uh, because coming up Monday right here on WKOM, it is the national championship game between Alabama and Ohio State. Coverage begins at 4 with the Alabama Crimson Tide Sports Radio Network from Learfield IMG, Eli Golden Company. Uh, We might have some special pregame pregame to be determined. We'll see if we can uh, work something out, but uh, working on a couple of things. Either way, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, that game, unfortunately, with the crowd, but, uh, you know, you were referencing that uh, you saw that uh, COVID restrictions uh, from the team, you know, they've, uh, for the most part, there was a lot of questions this week whether they were going to push the game back. We've gotten to this point, so we're on for Monday, and uh, that is a good thing. We have the green light, uh, according to Alabama's AD on Twitter, he has said that they have an all clear, so all clear. we are we are good to go for Monday night. And you you know, in the world of COVID, it could change tomorrow. Yeah, that's uh, right. We do know that, but I think everybody's ready to see if if Alabama can slow down Ohio State, um, and if Ohio State could even match up defensively with Alabama. Uh, we know one thing's for sure. Um, this will be Alabama offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian's last game with Alabama, uh, along with three other assistants. And see, we had mentioned this, JP. I know you and I and Clayton have talked about this a lot on here. Um, Sarkeesian is pulling three assistants off of Alabama staff to go with him to Texas. So it's going to be interesting. 
Um, I don't blame them. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> the one that I don't want to see go is Holman Wiggins, who's the wide receiver coach that came from Memphis. Um, he is a big-time recruiter. Um, and, you know, he coaches receivers at Alabama. So look at who he's coached in the last three years. He's, I mean, only a bunch of future Hall of Famers, a Heisman Trophy winner, a couple first-round draft. I mean, guy's a good coach, plus he's got good players. That, that helps a lot, too. So it should be interesting for Monday night. A lot of future NFL players going to be on the field come Monday night. Let me ask you, um, you know, of course, ESPN, they – and they've done some of this uh, for the, the playoffs, the semifinals, and, mm-hmm. and they'll do it again on Monday. But uh, quite a few different ways to consume this game. Any mm-hmm. of those extra channels, uh, whether it be you know the home radio, the visitor radio with the, the vision, um, the data center, the command center, the, uh, the sky camera, yeah. um, any of those pique your interest? Do you check on some of that uh, when you're watching the game? Uh, usually if, if I won't do it during the game, but I'll like DVR it from another, you know, a couple years ago, uh, when they had the coaches war room in there, yep. I, I DVR that and then went back. That's coming back by the way, the coaches. Room. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, if you're a coach, you just love to hear the insight and the way that everybody looks at the game film different, uh, and, and to see what each team is trying to exploit of the others. And it's good to hear a different perspectives. Um, you know, I wish they would do an end zone view of the whole game, uh, you know, from a coach's perspective. So that way you could see, you know, the the blocking schemes and how they do that. But, from from the end zone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that yeah, – um, high schools, you guys do that um, with huddle, right? Yes, yes. Most teams do. I mean, you know, we do an end zone view, sideline view, you know. Uh, so it's good to see the whole field because if, you, if you're not careful, you just find yourself becoming a viewer and you're watching the play and you don't see, you know, how things are working, the schematics part of it. Yeah. Um, I, uh, of course, the, the Alabama game in the uh, semifinals, I – Put onto the the home radio to hear Eli Gold and didn't have to worry about syncing up the the video. Uh, that's an interesting one. Um, I do like um, the coaches is, is interesting from time to time. I'll, I'll flip around. I'm I'm intrigued by just the uh, the way that you know other people watch. You know, and they've done in the past where they've had like some I don't know celebrities is the right word, but some uh, some talent yeah. from ESPN and other. Entities will will sit around in kind of a more uh, relaxed setting, uh, like you're just sitting around watching a bunch of guys and gals watching. Oh which yeah, is somewhat entertaining from time to time. But um, I, I I like all the extra coverage in in the way they do it. I you know, but I you know I'm a I'm a TV junkie. So right, you're yeah. not one of those just a normal typical. Hey, let's turn on the game and just listen to whoever it is calling the game. Um. So it should be interesting. Who's, by the way, from a from a viewer standpoint, mm-hmm. who's who's doing the broadcast? Do we know? Is it? It's not Gary Danielson. We do know that. No, TSPN. It is um, yeah. Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet. Yeah, yeah. They're um, it's it's the A crew for uh, ESPN, and 
They did uh, the uh, what was it? The Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl, yeah. Yeah, they did Sugar Bowl. Although Herb Street had to do it from uh, from home in Nashville, right. actually. Uh, yeah, they had I'm, him a little studio mm-hmm. set up. In I'm assuming house. he is better. Uh, I'm I'm reading about this game uh, that ESPN's Holly Rowe has announced she has tested positive for COVID uh, and is experiencing symptoms. Hope she uh, can get through that uh, unscathed. Uh, she's had some. Yeah, you know, she had cancer, cancer and mm-hmm. uh, has battled back and uh, has been a, a, a great story. Um, but she will not be part, unfortunately, of the coverage of the championship. By the way, this is also going to be aired on ABC. Yep. They're, um, they're extending you know, to the ABC uh, network in addition to ESPN. And so uh, I think that's something that they are going, especially with the SEC – um, taking over, taking over with or ESPN taking the SEC in 2024, they're going to start doing this more often to where um, really make ABC the the network side of of ESPN, which they have to some degree. But Monday Night Football, I think, is going back to ABC next year. Um, and it should, yeah, it should be. It on the should, network. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really should. I, I will say this, and and since we're staying on college football. And just cut, catching my eye because I got the TV on in the background. But mm-hmm. these guys are absolutely just murdering Michigan on the air right now. Just, just for for getting Harbaugh back? Yes. Just saying, you know, uh, I think they're making my point saying, all right, well, if we do get rid of Jim Harbaugh, who would we get? That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, how much bigger name can you get than Jim Harbaugh? Um, you know, they tried to go outside the Michigan family uh, with Rich Rodriguez. Epic failure. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. Yeah, that's still fresh. That wound is still fresh still to fresh. Michiganders. Yeah. <laughs> um, it should be interesting. Yeah, he's, sh- he's shaking up his, uh, his staff, though. Um, this is from Football Scoop. Uh, from today, Harbaugh parted with veteran defensive coordinator Don Brown last month um, yep. and remained under contract, though, through 2022 at a million at one point seven million per de- for the deal. Um, but uh, let's see. Uh, he has moved on from quarterbacks coach Ben McDaniels, which mm-hmm. is uh, the brother of the, the Patriots Josh. offensive Josh. Yep. Uh-huh. So uh, there's uh, there's some changes going on there well you know that's usually what happens and that transpires in the world of coaching before uh before the head guys you know they're going to give him an opportunity to fix something and if he doesn't get it fixed and okay you're next and this may all look pretty and dandy right now about harbaugh signing an extension but i can promise you this as we've seen transpire at texas and as what we're about to see transpire probably in Knoxville and Auburn and all these other places, extensions don't mean nothing. It is what have you done for me lately kind yeah. of world. And if you don't perform and you don't win, yeah, that's just the nature of the beast now. They're going to get rid of you. Yeah, but everybody's getting paid from that from the coach's perspective. Oh, yeah. I, hey, so, I, I'm, I wish I could coach in college yep. right now. They could fire me tomorrow. I mean, that's, you know, so – yeah, it's a cutthroat, it's a cutthroat um, world out there for coaches, but um, you know the money's there, so you, you're getting paid for the uncertainty. 
Um, yeah, and let's say it's in college, college, in college and pros. Yeah, yeah. Yes. not the high school. Oh no, level. no. <laughs> <laughs> but also, too, these guys know what they're getting into yeah. when they do this. Absolutely. So, I don't feel too sorry for him, is what I'm saying. Yep. Um, speaking of uh, other coaching uh, searches or staffs being filled out, um, Football Scoop also reporting that LSU is close to finalizing a deal with Cincinnati defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman, uh, who will join, of course, uh, Coach O's uh, staff as uh, they've made some changes as well after, uh, you know, I guess, especially to LSU fans, a horrible year of 2020 coming off a national championship, one of the worst um, defending national championship seasons in recent memory. And did you see what Orjon has done? Uh, He did last night after we got off the air, but he realized that it was a huge loss of losing coach Brady last year. And he went right after uh, somebody in the coach Brady tree to come back and run his offense. Um, He's obviously going after this guy from Cincinnati for his defense coordinator after losing out to Derek Mason, because I did I did find out today, JP, that he wanted Mason as his first choice, but Mason and uh, decided to go to Auburn. Yeah, yeah, that um, you're right. LSU had reached out to Mason, and I, and I haven't read how that went, and maybe why he chose Auburn over LSU. Um, uh, you know, that's uh, Kirk uh, Hasten, uh, mm-hmm. right? And that is a uh, new Auburn guy from Boise. Hayson, yes. Hayson, and, and, you know, he's brought in some top-notch uh-huh. assistants yep. we have seen. Bobo has uh, come over as offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe uh, another offensive staff from South Carolina will be joining as well. So uh, the Auburn staff is starting to fill out with some, some good names. And, um, uh, but yeah, Mason, uh, you know, I, I think any SEC team would have been, would have done really good to get Derek Mason as a defensive coordinator. Um, you know, cause automatically he's, he's a, a top tier coordinator in the country. Uh, he was For before sure. Vanderbilt. That's why he got the right. job. But I, and I still think as a coordinator, he is, uh, he's one of the best. He, it took him a while and he, he had some, a steep learning curve as a head coach, but, coordinator he's awfully good awfully good and i'm gonna be honest with you too jp i thought he would you know uh he was great for nashville he i mean a lot of times people say he's a great coach but he was a good human being mm-hmm. too um and very very rarely you don't find those two to go together but you know uh, i will tell you staying on vanderbilt for a second uh, I was very skeptical of this hire. You know, you and I had spent a couple shows talking about this, but the more that I'm hearing and the more that I'm seeing, uh, I think Vanderbilt knocked it out of the park with this guy. Yeah. They really did. I mean, he's going to set – I've read an article of what he said uh, to the team, and he's going to set this place on fire. He's going to change the culture. He's bringing in quality people. Uh and it seems like the university's going to head in the right direction by giving him all the resources that he needs, which is long overdue for that program. Um, so things on West End could be getting hopping, as they say. 
you know, we were talking earlier in our first segment about the lack of administration uh, and their performance, their support, uh, consistency up on Rocky Top at, in Knoxville as, I think, a big issue why they've kind of been in this cycle uh, in terms of football coaches. Um, and Vanderbilt has kind of had similar issues. They've got a chancellor who is all about winning and is allowing his AD, Candace, uh, Candace Lee Story, or Story Lee, um, anyway, Candace. Yeah. The boss, the boss lady. Um, he is giving her uh, the power and the support to do what is needed. And, you know, Vanderbilt has hinted and whispered that they are going to do that in the past, but it, it you're right. It does feel like for the first time in a long time that that is going to be the case. And so far, I, I agree with you. What what I've seen out of them and the way that she handled this coaching search um, and the way that they are, uh, you know, compiling their staff and, you know, thinking outside the box too. You know, Barton Simmons, 20, uh, 24-7. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and a Nashville guy, and uh, apparently played with um with Lee. I think at what NBA in high yes. school. I think that's right. Yes. Um, you know, having a guy like that from the recruiting side and the knowledge of recruiting and being able to uh, assess talent, it it that makes so much sense, doesn't it? Yes, it really does. So I I I like what they're doing. Um, and one. Th- Something that was really important to me from this Vandy thing, and we've talked about it certainly quite a bit, is this hire, I think, needed to be somebody, or I was hoping it would be somebody that could see themselves for the long haul at Vanderbilt. Didn't, you know, wasn't somebody that had a a dream job somewhere else. Uh, And not that this had to be the dream job, but, you know... Clark Lee, he's a Vandy guy. He's a Nashville guy. And assuming he can win seven, eight, nine games a year, go to a bowl game every year, most years, uh, he could stay there forever. And they could name the yeah. stadium after him. <laughs> so I, I I feel good. About it. I'm, I'm, I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely excited about it for sure. Oh, it's, it's for sure, you know. And here's the thing. If he's successful in doing it, you know, they, 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 the administration definitely comes out looking like a winner. Um, if it flops, then it's going to set back Vanderbilt for a long time. I think, I think they're on the right track. I definitely do. Yeah, All right. We'll um, see. Yep. Uh, final break here. Uh, come back for a short segment just to run down what the NFL Super Wildcard Weekend is going to look like and our final thoughts on the Titans and Ravens. That's coming up next, TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales. We'll be back after this.
final few minutes of TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales on this Friday before we uh, get you off to a little Summit basketball on the road tonight. <laughs> Just up the road at Independence. Mike Epley and company will have the call. Oh, in approximately eight minutes from now. So stay tuned yeah. for that. JP and Wes here with you. And I uh, want to get you uh, make sure everyone is aware of what's going on in the NFL on the weekend because we have games tomorrow. Starting at noon tomorrow. Colts Bills from Orchard Park. 36 degrees at kickoff. Mostly sunny skies. And uh, the Bills are a six and a half point favorite uh, tomorrow. And uh, this is, uh, in my opinion, going to be one of the closer, in my opinion, one of the closer games. Uh, I do think the Colts cover. Um, I'm not sure, you know, the, the bills are, are awfully hot right now. So I think they probably win, but as a Titans fan, while it may pain you to do so, a Colts win would, um, potentially give the Titans a second round home game. Potentially. I'm going with the coach. I, I think the coach, you think they pull, pull it off? I, you know, Phil Rivers is good. I said that all along. I mean, he, he, He's inspired, you know, reports out of out of Indianapolis. You know, he signed a one-year deal. This is it for him. And being a competitor as long as he has been, I just wouldn't bet against him. Just wouldn't. Yep. And I could be wrong. I've been wrong a lot. But uh, <laughs> I like Phillip Rivers. I just do. Yeah, I think he's going to be good, too. All right, uh, Saturday afternoon, 340 on Fox. It is the Rams, the L.A. Rams, at the Seahawks from – Seattle, Washington, the home team Seahawks, a three-point favorite at home. I like Russell Wilson in this one, um, his maturity, and not quite sure what we're going to get from the quarterback and which quarterback from the Rams. Um, so I like the Seahawks in this one. Right. And, and you know, too, even though they just reported that Jared Goff will probably be uh, starting. So, I you know. We don't know how Chris will be, you know, coming off that surgery. But, you know, Seattle is playing real high right now. Russell Wilson, you know, DK Metcalf, and that defense is playing pretty good too. Yeah, of course, uh, that's traditionally one of the toughest places to play. The 12th man will not be there, at least not. Um, I don't know if they are allowing fans. If they are, it certainly won't be many. But 7-1 at home still for the Seahawks, tough place to play. Uh, if you're a visiting team. And then uh, tomorrow night, it is the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Washington football team from Landover, Maryland. 43 degrees, uh, partly cloudy skies at kickoff, and uh, the Buccaneers on the road, an eight-point favorite. Um, Tommy, being Tommy, uh, looking um, awfully good, and uh, I think an easy win for the Bucks. TB12, baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. TB12. The young man is fixing to get all. Chase Young is fixing to get all of Brady he wants. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we'll move on to Sunday's game. Um, 3.40 afternoon, the CBS game will be the Chicago Bears traveling down off Bourbon Street in the Superdome and the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they're a 10-point favorite at home, uh, Drew Brees and company. Uh, this may be the, uh, well, according to the odds, and I think that it will be the biggest margin of victory over the weekend. 
if Breeze plays good, it will. Yep. If you don't, it could be the biggest upset, too. Oh, you think the Bears have a chance? I didn't say they did. I said if Breeze, <laughs> if Breeze don't play good. Any reason to think that he won't play good? Uh, play well? He's. I the mean, last time I Breeze. watched him, he was still hurt. Yep. And he, his throwing was atrocious. And I'm going to be honest with you, I, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but uh, it looked like his receivers didn't even want to play for him. Oh, stop it. Okay. Stop it. Michael Thomas didn't play. Ah. <laughs> All right. More to come on that. I'm just being – uh, you watch. Watch out on coach. All right. All right. You may be right. Um, uh, the Sunday night, uh, Sunday night game will be the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger did not play in Week 17 against the Browns, in which Cleveland got the win. Uh, he'll be back, obviously, the Steelers at home. Uh, started off 11 and 0, lost uh, four of their final five games for a 12 and 4 record, but they are 7 and 1 at home, and they are a six point favorite Sunday night. I'm good with that. Go yeah. Steelers! Yeah, I think they win. All right, and finally, um, the Titans at home Sunday at noon, kickoff from Nissan Stadium. It'll be 44 degrees, partly sunny skies. They take it on the Ravens, uh, both 11-5, and five, a rematch from earlier in the year where the Titans won at Baltimore in overtime. And um, I, interestingly enough, the Ravens are a three-point favorite in this one. Oh, well, I mean, here's the thing. It's, it's pretty historic that 21 years ago, the greatest play in sports history around here in Nashville occurred with the Music City Miracle. And it's funny that it comes back and – this weekend because the Titans will be victorious against the Ravens and move us to the next round. Um, JP, got I want to mention something before because we haven't done it yet. Um, condolences to the L.A. Dodgers and the family yep. of Tommy Lasorda, who uh, passed away today. Uh, great, great historical uh, figure for baseball and especially the L.A. Dodgers. Yeah, it was sad news. Um, uh, Lasorda and uh, well, he uh, he lived a long life, though, didn't he? He did. He did absolutely. And you know, when you think of L.A. Dodgers baseball, you think about Tommy Lasorda. You just do. Yep. And I think about him in Fletch. <laughs> Believe it or not, when Chevy Chase <laughs> says, "Oh, you and Tommy Lasorda," and he said, "I hate Tommy Lasorda." Pow! He punches the oh, window. Man. Yeah. That's a great scene. Fletch. Fletch. It's all about six ball four, bearings. Yeah. Hey, it's six all about four, ball bearings. Six, yeah. He's 6'4", but 6'9", with the afro. So. <laughs> all right. Great. On that note, time to say sayonara to the week. Go Titans. Tighten um, up, baby. Yep. Tighten up. Tighten up. Uh, Sunday, ESPN and ABC. We'll uh, certainly be watching and listening. We'll be back, uh, hopefully, maybe Monday afternoon for a special edition of TSL. We do know the Alabama Crimson Tide Network will start the pregame coverage at 4. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Take care of one another, everybody. Take care of one another for Wes. I'm JP reminding you, radio still loves you. Good night. Good night.